Welcome back to If I Only Knew. This week, we're talking about chugi. Now, that word is C-H-U-E-G-Y. I've never heard of it, you say. And you'd be right, because it's a word that originated through TikTok. Originally, it was used to talk about somebody that was trying really hard to be fashionable, and it's resurfaced again two years later to kind of refer to people that may or may not be trying too hard to be at the peak of a trend and maybe a week or two kind of past it. Now, this word fascinates me, not because of the word itself or its meaning, but because of the propensity for young people throughout time to create words to express their feelings. The story I tell is about a very good friend of mine uh, and his son. I was sitting at their house. This is about a decade ago, Matt. And I asked them about a band, and the band was My Chemical Romance. And my friend's son said, they're really good, but they're a bit emo. Mm -hmm. And I said, they're a bit what? And he said, emo. I said, what word are you saying? And he said, emo. I said, could you spell that for me? And he said, E-M-O, emo. (laughs) I said, okay, so what does emo mean? And he said, emo, you know, emo. And I had to say, if you say that one more time, like it's an answer to a question, I'm going to reach across the table. What do you mean? Use another word to describe emo. And he said, emotional, you know, like into themselves a bit or dark and brooding and depressed. And I'm like, Okay, so emo is an abbreviation of emotional. And he said, no, it's just emo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I had to look at his dad and say, what's an emo? And he said, think of a skinny goth. And I'm like, okay, so it's a new era of the goth movement and they've come up with a name for it and it's emo. And it makes a lot of sense. Now, emo then trades into the vernacular Mm -hmm. okay but explain to me because i know this is a bit of a passion for you about why our language evolves and and these things end up in the dictionary and they have great meanings and usage and if they're not there they're in an urban dictionary Mm -hmm. somewhere first Mm -hmm. which is a non-official literary thing but talk to me a bit about why we went from trendy to fleek Mm -hmm. to chuggy in the space of years what's going on i love this phenomenon because i feel like it speaks to like the role that language plays in i guess what it means to be a person you know there's a big part of identity in there these this emergence of emo arose because there was a new group that needed a name to call themselves by and so they found a word that they thought suited them for whatever reason very organically and they grabbed onto it and said this is us now and people came to recognize that after long enough usage and i think it's how our language has always grown is that new words get adapted we take words from other places we change them we play with them i think people are very playful in language and that excites me because you can do new things with it i also love it because i find in general i think young people are typically more linguistically creative and i think that there's a few reasons for that one of the reasons is that it's just fun like messing around with words with my friends is entertaining you know i enjoy saying dumb shit and like modifying slang and modifying words i guess some good examples of that fun side of things come with one of uh, another bit of internet slang that i don't know if you'll know about fred but it's the word pog P-O-G. Have you heard of this word before? 
I have never heard of the okay. word pog. Pog yeah. is an excellent word. It's an outstanding word. And it comes from the kind of gaming, internet, Twitch streaming space. And the word pog means like good. If, so- if something is pog, you describe it as being pog, you know, it's good. So something's pog, that's good. Um, you have tons of variations on this. You know, poggers, poggers, pog champ whatever people like playing with this word you know obviously in the internet space there's a whole heap of variation and people use it in different ways but it's kind of a a bit of a common new word that spawned out of this sub-community in the Twitch streaming world. Um, Well, me and my mates use it all the time because it's silly and stupid and in part because it's just a little bit chuggy. It's a little bit out of trend, right? That's what started this uh, podcast. And uh, it's therefore a little bit more funny because we're saying it ironically because it's like, oh, that was funny three years ago and now we're saying it again and we're playing on it, we're being creative with it. Well, one of the funnier things that, I've done around linguistic creativity with my friends is come up with the word pogant. Pog, not. And if something is good, you say it's pog. If something is bad, you say it's pogant. And uh, I don't know why, but that just fills me with joy for it. And so I think there's a, some kind of fun out of being linguistically creative like this that I think attracts younger people to participate in this. Do you think it's a form of rebellion, though? Like, you've just used terms there. It's almost like code, right? Mm. And it's a really inclusive code for a group of people, but totally exclusive. If you were sitting at the dinner table talking to your friend on the phone, Mm -hmm. you could almost have a coded conversation about something, and your parents would have no clue. Absolutely. Oh, there's there's no doubt that that identity is a huge part of it, right? Like, when people are part of a group, they need things to signify that. Uh, membership and language is a great part of uh, what allows that to happen. Um, I think like rebellion is definitely a part of it. You know, we break the rules of standard English because we want to say we aren't being constrained by the standard of society. But I also think that there's even just the fact that young people might be a bit less concerned about the standard, you know, I feel like there, there feels to me to be something in the older generations about you must use apostrophes here, you must use full stops here and capital letters here. You know, maybe it's just the, my image of the old school teacher with the blackboards slapping people on the hand or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what I feel like when I imagine strict rules of grammar. I feel like younger people just aren't so fussed about strict rules of language. We're, we're a bit more willing to mess around with it and tinker and see what comes out of it. So I do think that like rebellion and identity is a part of it for sure. Do you, do you run the risk with that play on language of sounding like babbling morons? <laughs> Only to people who don't understand you, Fred, as is always the case with any language. Ah. And I think that you only use that language if you're willing to take that risk of people not understanding you. So I'll only ever use the word pogant with someone I know understands the word pog because that's part of the the negotiating of our identity there. And uh, so that's a big way it signals the in-group and the out-group, I think, for it. It's like, I'll only ever use that with someone who actually gets me. Um, (laughs) Because young people use creative and different language doesn't mean we can't also use the standard when we need to, I think. And that's the uh, the difference. Well, you are very intelligent and articulate, and I certainly know that your capacity for communication is superior to most. So <laughs> I don't doubt that, Matt. Um, although in the immortal words of one of the cast members, I think it was Regina George in Mean Girls, stop trying to make Pog happen. Um, you see, there's a throwback. That's nice. That's a good reference. I'm impressed. I would have thought that was really current and common, mm-hmm. but that's actually ironic and old school too, mm-hmm. I suspect now. Um 
I think it's interesting, though, and I want to ask you a serious question. You're there and you're talking to your friend and he says, let's go to Club 77 tonight. Mm -hmm. And you say, no, that's poggant. Your parents hear that. Is it appropriate for them to say, Matt, what does that mean? (laughs) Look, I really like sharing that kind of thing like it's something i enjoy doing around the dinner table with my parents is saying look at this new bit of slang that we found isn't this funny and stupid and silly like that's something that i just get a bit of a kick out of myself um but i think that's because i'm a bit of an odd young person sometimes for it um i think it can come off as a little bit like lame if you're if you're kind of protective of your identity as a young person if you're trying to separate yourself from your parents and you're saying this is my space and my area and my language then you might not want your parents to say hey let me into that space you know because a part of that is this seeking to separate yourself from your previous surroundings your you know your upbringing your growing up and then you're getting a bit older and you want to make your own space in the world and so i definitely think this kind of slang and language is a uh, is a part of that which can mean you won't want other people you won't want to share that with other people but you know i feel like asking if you're polite surely that's a a reasonable enough place to start most of the time i would have thought look i do think it's a really powerful way to understand what you're hearing Mm. and it's really i really like what we've come up with today in a very brief episode which is the idea of how language can help people feel included but create a group identity at the exclusion of others, not to be nasty, not to be um, sneaky, but just to play into common interests and current culture in a way that is relevant to young people and sort of, you know, points the finger and has a bit of a laugh at itself at the same time. Mm. And we know that, you know, you may look back on this podcast in 10 years' time as you're a member of Parliament and you say that legislation is not poggant <laughs> and that goes into the hand as a real world that everybody understands and you can go back 10 years ago I remember when that first hit the airwaves in its mm. in its own true pure form of rebellion mm. you see which is my hope for you matt thank you for taking me through the uh the the need of young people to amend the language or bend it to suit themselves mm. i as always, I've learned a lot out of a very brief episode today. And I will say this, I suspect when you sit here in 20 years' time, the stuff that you're going to have to try to decipher gives you as much of a headache as this one gave me mm-hmm. trying to track some of the stuff you talked about. But I will say that I think this episode's been pog. Oh, thank um, you. It's anything but chuggy. and uh listeners thank you for dialing in we hope that you jump on board whether it be spotify apple or wherever else you listen to this podcast that you like subscribe and tell your friends and until next week this is if i only knew awesome thanks guys thank you for listening this podcast is a better pod group production with special thanks to our researcher nicola binks executive producer matt blanche the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through triple zero or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions. 
and tuning to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.